All right, here we are in 2022. This is the very first episode of Thrive 1110 in this new year 2022. So uh, I'm just thankful. I'm just uh, full of gratitude to our God for allowing us to see this new year. And um, you have, um, I have a lot in store for you by His grace. But today we're starting with something that many of us like to do at the beginning of a new year or as a matter of fact before the new year starts and it's about goal setting stay tuned this is thrive 1110 with bold care a bold care financial guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance this is thrive 1110 Welcome to Thrive 1110. This is the show where you get practical tips on business and money which are rooted in biblical wisdom so that you can thrive. And as you thrive, it has the power to transform your communities and your cities just as we are taught from Proverbs 1110 that says, when the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. So my name is Bol Kere, your host, and today I'm very glad to have a special guest to help us tackle this subject subject of goal setting the biblical way and uh, I'm going to introduce him um, he is a man that I came to know through the ministry of kingdom advisors um, like you've heard one of our past guests talk about kingdom advisors he is actually one of the main people in kingdom advisors bringing leadership and training to uh, 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 um, uh, thousands of advisors across the world and he is also a leader he's influencing and and leading business leaders and ministry leaders to do the right thing in advancing the kingdom. He is um, himself a a senior partner and an advisor at the Ron Blue Trust based out of the U.S. I believe it's Orlando, and you'll have the opportunity to correct that. And please welcome Jim Wise. Hi, welcome, Jim. Hello, Bald. It's great to be with you. Excellent. I'm really glad you're here with us today because, Jim, your teachings have really impacted me. And um, as you who are listening right now, uh, stay tuned and and continue listening to this. You will understand why. And, um, Jim, today we're talking about biblical goal setting. Can you just um, tell us briefly what you do, and then we'll dive right into the subject. Uh, well, my, my primary role at Ronald Blue Trust is as a financial advisor and uh, secondary role, how you and I met bold through Kingdom Advisors. Um, I've uh, been blessed over the years to develop a lot of biblically-based content and training for specifically for um, business leaders and for ministry leaders to help bring a biblical worldview to things like goal setting and stewardship and generosity and just overall how we view and deal with finances. Oh, thank you very much, Tim. So um, uh, you are in for a treat today as you're listening. You're really in for a treat. And uh, we're going to dive right into the subject. Um, and in general, Jim, what, I, what, what, what we can see and what I certainly observe is you tend to have two, two poles in terms of goal settings, like one pole um, talking about Christians um, that, that tends to think, well, there's no point in setting goals. Let's just live every day, one day at a time, and let's just go with the leading of Holy Spirit and 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 this. And then you have the other pole that says, yeah, let's plan everything to the T and let's uh, move according to plan. Uh, but 
there might be problems that we are not aware of. There might be blind spots that we're not seeing. And Jim, what types of, of, of issues um, can you point to or what types of problems can you raise when it comes to uh, uh, goal setting? Yeah, I appreciate your bringing up the two extremes because I've actually lived in both of those extremes uh, prior to coming to faith in Christ about seven years into my career. Um, I was very materialistic, very money-driven, very growth-driven. And so all of my goal setting tended toward what I call accumulation goals. And I found that the majority of people, both Christian and non-Christian, most of the goals that we set tend to be focused on money and wealth accumulation. Um, prior to coming to faith in Christ, I was one who would just start setting goals for growth and for more income uh, building my business. Uh, and then after I came to faith in Christ, I still had that baggage that I dragged into the kingdom. Um, you may remember in James uh, chapter four, verses 13 to 17, uh, where he talks about setting goals apart from God. Um, basically, be careful, those of you who say, well, today or tomorrow, we'll go to this or that city. We'll spend a year there. We'll make money. We'll do this or that. And he, he said it's basically arrogant, presumptuous, boastful when we start setting our goals or making our plans apart from the Lord. Um, and I think oftentimes that's what Christians tend to do, because especially if we're working in a secular environment, that tends to be what we're bombarded with. If we're in business, oftentimes our companies want us setting specifically business growth, revenue growth, accumulation type goals. But for the follower of Jesus Christ, James is not condemning the action of setting goals and making plans. He's condemning doing those things apart from God. Um, because I came, I didn't grow up in a Christian family, entered the business world uh, as uh, from being a non-believer to as an adult coming to faith. As I was studying scripture and growing in my faith in the beginning, I was still setting nothing but accumulation goals. And when I started to realize that that's what I was doing, it frightened me because I was afraid that it was going to continue to lead me down the path of idolatry. But what happened is I swung completely to the other extreme and stopped setting goals or making plans at all, uh, which is also unbiblical. Uh, God's word is pretty clear. The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. Um, there's a passage in Luke that talks about um, you wouldn't build a tower without counting the cost. The king wouldn't go out to war without counting the cost and figuring out if he's got enough troops to be able to be successful. Um, God's word talks about planning. Planning and goal setting go directly together. So the two extremes we have to be careful of are, one, not planning at all, not taking responsibility to set goals and to plan. But the other extreme we have to really be careful of is going ahead and doing it, but setting those goals completely apart from God's will, God's word, God's wisdom. And then all of a sudden we're setting accumulation goals and acting more like um, people of the world as opposed to people of the kingdom. And that's and that's uh, that's that's really really. Um, um interesting because that's that's how we are taught in business to set goals um in business yes we're taught that yes we have to set goals but it's it's mainly the types of goals that you call accumulation goals um and 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 many people even many 
considered successful people teach these types of approach. So uh, what would you say, Jim, is the danger or the problem with that? What makes it um, so that this is not biblical? Yeah, I think what part of it is that because we still drag around the baggage or the corpse of our corrupt flesh, we're being conformed to the image of Christ, but the world still has a pull on us. What happens is when we start to focus specifically on chasing accumulation goals, uh, money, wealth, just material possessions in general, um, there are several different areas of compromise that we can be easily led into. Um, one is ethical compromise. Um, for any of our listeners who, for example, are leaders in business or in ministry, or as you and I are financial advisors, when we become really focused on the bigger house or the boat or the vacation property or making a certain amount of money, and all of a sudden we spend all of our time thinking about that and visualizing it, it's very easy to get to the point where we start pushing ethical boundaries in the way that we do business, doing things differently that we would not have done before because we're becoming so focused and so obsessive uh, about accomplishing that or acquiring whatever that particular goal is. And that is the natural inclination of the corrupt flesh. We're, we're going to be drawn in that direction if we start focusing too much on accumulation. So there's ethical compromise, there's relational compromise, because when we change in that way, it starts to affect our families. They see us obsessing over accumulation, material things, money. Our children see it. For those who have children, our employees, our vendors, our customers, our clients, it starts to compromise the relationships that we have. We can compromise financially. Um, ethical compromise is compromising the way I deal with others in business financial compromise are the decisions I make for myself. So I might start moving away from God's call to be generous, for example, because I want to spend more of the income that I have on increasing my lifestyle. Um, I might start to uh, not save because I want to spend as much as I can uh, on increasing my lifestyle. So I would start to violate biblical financial and stewardship principles because I'm so focused on having to have these things that I've, once I've set the goal, I start to think about it and dwell on it all the time. But the biggest compromise to me, the one that I was most concerned about early in my walk with Christ, where I started to realize it is missional compromise. So for example, uh, I, I, get to talk with and interact with a lot of people every year. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I need to care desperately for the eternal condition of the souls of the people I get to interact with. If I'm more concerned with accumulating wealth, um, getting as much business as I can, doing as much revenue as I can, I might start to shy away from my primary objective in the kingdom, which is as a witness for Jesus Christ, because I'm afraid I might lose a sale or I'm afraid I might lose a client or somebody might get upset with me. It's very easy when my focus is on accumulation and not on the kingdom of God to start compromising my role as a follower of Jesus Christ in the Great Commission. What The one thing all Christians are in agreement with that God has called us to, I might start uh, deviating away from living, acting, speaking, and witnessing as if I belong to Jesus because I'm so focused on accumulating. Wow. Wow. It's, 
you're really depicting a clash of two worldviews, like of, of two visions. And, and, and it, it really touches me very personally because um, on one hand, you have these things that we are being taught from traditional business schools, traditional business philosophies. And on the other hand, here it is that the Bible is teaching us a particular way and, and, and warning us about the, these dangers that you just presented, these compromises. And it's very, very easy to really slip into those compromises with these types of goals. And for some reason, it seems like as Christians, we don't see that and we don't see these flashing red lights and we, we just go on this slippery slope of uh, making these compromises and, and it's very dangerous. And wow, thanks, uh, uh, Jim, for sharing this. It's 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 really impacting me in, in, in deep ways. And I'm sure you listening, you're also getting this. And uh, we, we're continuing. And let's get now to our Let's Get Practical section. Bold. Let's Get Practical. In this Let's Get Practical section, Jim, Jim could you tell us what type of goals, then what types of, of, of principles should we follow as we're going about setting goals so that we're not going into these two poles of accumulation goals or not setting goals at all, um, which leads us to danger. So what are the principles we should follow? Well, there, there are uh, at least four different types of goals uh, that I've that I've been very comfortable setting for myself because they are specifically kingdom oriented. Uh, so in, in my mind, as long as we stay within these four goal setting categories, we never have to wonder, are these goals that I'm setting consistent with God's revealed will for my life? Um, and you'll notice that none of these have to do with accumulation. Um, God may indeed choose to bless and prosper um, his people. At times he does. And there's nothing wrong with that. The point is, am I starting to obsess over chasing after the things that God provides and wanting more and wanting things that I, I can't afford or don't currently have? Um, for, for me personally, I'd much rather set aside any draw towards setting goals for accumulation and sticking with uh, areas that I know are th that uh, God would approve or, in fact, God would recommend. So, uh, one, the primary for me personally are sanctification goals. Um, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians, or I'm sorry, 1 Thessalonians 4 3, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. If I'm setting goals that have to do with my own sanctification, being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, that is perfectly consistent with God's will, his revealed will for all of his people. So what does it look like to set an, a sanctification goal, for example? Well, the best approach is to review the many Bible passages that talk about how we are to think, how we are to live, how we are to act. Um, so, for example, in the sanctification goal category, I might study and just immerse myself in some of the moral imperatives in Scripture. Um, things like uh, 
the Ten Commandments, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, um, several of Paul's epistles where he goes at length to explain to us this is what the Christian life looks like. Put off these old things, put on these current things. So I want to immerse myself in God's Word and particularly studying what does the Christian life look like um, and how can I accelerate my movement toward looking like a genuine follower of Jesus. Um, engaging in the spiritual disciplines is an example. Another way to, if you will, accelerate our growth in Christ, accelerate the sanctification process. And, and bearing fruit, setting goals for bearing fruit, um, making sure that everybody that I interact with knows that I'm a follower of Jesus, planting seeds, watering seeds that have already been planted. Uh, but for, for me, the more I am conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, the more I'm likely to influence my clients and our vendors and our employees and folks that I minister to, I'm more likely to have impact for Christ and be that bright light shining in a dark place to the extent that I am focused on growing and conforming to the image of Christ. So sanctification goals, uh, in my mind, we never have to wonder, is it okay with God if I set goals in this area? Um, with regard to money, it's not about accumulation, it's about stewardship. Um, stewardship 101 from a biblical perspective is God's ownership of absolutely everything. I'm not an owner, I'm simply a manager of resources that God entrusts to me to manage for him. So uh, it, this is almost the polar opposite uh, of setting accumulation goals. But what all of us want to hear is, well done, good and faithful servant. Um, you've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. So what does it look like uh, to set stewardship goals? Well, generosity is one of the biggest ones. So if I'm setting goals instead of to accumulate more wealth every year, my focus is on increasing in generosity from year to year. That is perfectly consistent with God's command to his people. And the more God has entrusted to us, uh, in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 6, verses uh, 17 to 19, where Paul's instructing Timothy how to give advice and counsel to those that have more, those that have a lot of wealth. Um, that's the focal point, being generous and being willing to share, not putting your hope in the wealth or the riches. So generosity is a big part of setting goals for stewardship, how much I give away every year. Debt repayment, the rich rule over the poor, the borrower is slave to the lender. I never have to worry if, if I'm setting goals to get out of debt and if I'm counseling those around me to get out of debt, to use the resources God gives us for that purpose, that is always going to be a goal that aligns with biblical wisdom as with prudent savings, encouraging folks to have an emergency fund, to save, uh, set aside some of the excess that we have now for things that are coming like college or car replacement or home maintenance and repairs. Uh, and also stewardship, my responsibility to provide for my family, uh, just uh, making sure that I'm allocating the resources God's entrusting to me, um, setting goals with regard to how am I investing in my family? Uh, what, are, what are the things that we're doing together? It's so easy for business people, especially in ministry leaders, to basically give their life to the ministry and give their life to the business. And meanwhile, one of the primary ministries God has given us is our family. And we're so focused on building and growing and accumulating 
that we start to not spend any time or resources investing in our families. So uh, th those are the first two I would focus on, sanctification goals and stewardship goals. Uh, there are two others, but uh, Bold, anything that you'd like to comment on with the first two before we go on? Yeah, that's um, that's 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 really profound, and and the beauty with that is it it not only applies to our personal lives, but it can also be taken and applied in the business life, or in the ministry life. So, uh, thank you, Jim, for sharing these two. So, in our let's take practical section. So, Jim talked about uh, setting sanctification goals. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, setting um, um, stewardship goals. You can't go wrong with that. It's really plainly uh, the revealed will of God. So you can't really go wrong in these two aspects. Any other um, uh, areas where we can set goals or principles? Uh, yes, there are two other categories that I try to focus on and encourage others as well. Uh, the, the third is discipleship goals. Uh, this is probably my favorite category. Uh, but if, if we think of why we're still here, um, Jesus left the church here to be his witnesses and to go make disciples of every people, nation, tribe, and language. So wherever I am, whatever my sphere of influence is, I am to be the light that's shining for Christ and looking for opportunities to invite people into the kingdom. Um, I could end up uh, being a very, very skilled financial advisor and helping people accumulate wealth. And if, if I've never introduced them to Jesus, um, it is absolutely all for naught. There's no, there was no point in God even giving me the relationship if I wasn't going to try to introduce them into a relationship with Jesus and affect their life for all of eternity. So what does it look like to set specific discipleship goals? Well, we might start in uh, even simple with, I want to make sure I share the gospel. So if we're goal setting now for 2022, and uh, some of our listeners have never set goals in the way that we're talking about. Um, you might want to start with something that's fairly easy and not too intimidating, but just say as a discipleship goal, I want to share my testimony and the gospel with at least, pick a number, with at least five people in 2022. And then as we see ourselves doing that, we see God blessing that, we see some of the incredible conversations that we're having, and perhaps by God's grace, we see someone in our family, friend, neighbor, colleague, someone that we love, care about, have been praying for, come to faith in Jesus Christ, and we cannot believe that God allows us to be part of the process, then maybe in 2023, I set a goal to share my testimony and share the gospel with 10 people instead of five. Um, I've often uh, set specific goals in a given year for, um, cho cho I've chosen some younger believers to pour into for six months or 12 months. So another great discipleship goal is I want to personally disciple two people over the course of the next year. And then I'm just praying, Lord, bring into my life a person uh, who is looking for a mentor, looking for somebody to walk with them. Um, a great discipleship goal is my own daily devotions. This feeds into the sanctification process as well. Uh, but it's one of the things I'm encouraging anyone I'm discipling, uh, because if I want to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ as rapidly as I possibly can, I don't have to worry about the Holy Spirit doing his part. He is always going to be faithful. But I need to be in God's word. I need to be learning as much as I can about God, his mind, his heart, his perspective, his calling for us. So daily devotions, uh, scripture memory is a great way to grow as a disciple of Christ. 
reading through the Bible or how much time I spend in God's word every week, how many sermons I listen to. Um, so discipleship is in two different categories. One is me growing as a disciple of Christ, just certain practices uh, and the things that I'm doing to help other people grow as followers of Christ. So that's the third category that we can feel absolute confidence that when we're setting goals around discipleship, we know that we're honoring God and walking in his ways. And then finally, this one I think is often overlooked by a lot of folks, um, is serving goals. Uh, that's, that's a principle that we see over and over in the scriptures. And uh, Jesus' life characterized it just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life ransom for many uh, in Matthew 20 and verse 28. Um, am I setting goals for personal service? In, in my uh, primary role as an advisor, God has given me years and years and years of experience with integrating biblical wisdom, biblical stewardship and generosity principles uh, into the area of finance. So for for most of my career, part of my serving goals involve helping a number of families every year on a pro bono basis. In other words, folks that are not going to pay me to serve them, folks that really need help, and I'm able in, in the name of Jesus to help them to get over a hump financially or help them to integrate God's word into their financial planning. Um, think about personal or family volunteering, depending on what stage of life a person is at, but setting goals for ministry. Uh, I want to make sure I'm actively engaged in some kind of ministry, hopefully consistent with my spiritual gifting, but setting goals for personal volunteering uh, through a uh, our churches or an outside ministry for my business. Um, many, many Christian business leaders will look for opportunities to take their whole team out and to volunteer one or two days out of the year for different local ministries. Um, launching a new ministry at church, um, we're all engaged in the local church. A lot of our churches may have a particular need, but there's not a ministry that's established to meet that need. So perhaps in 2022, I might set a goal to launch a particular ministry within my local church and go through that process. There, there's no end to the different ways that we can serve the body of Christ. And all of us um, have a, a part or a role to play within the body of Christ. So it's important that I'm setting goals for ministry service, because if I fail to set the goals, I'm just going to get busy next year and I'm never going to get around to doing it. So uh, that in quick summary, those are the four areas that I would really encourage all of us to think about setting our goals for 2022, sanctification goals, stewardship goals, discipleship goals, and serving goals. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much, Jim. So for those of you uh, who are just... Um just uh, finding this show or, or just connecting to tuning in and and, uh, and and hearing this, Jim has been explaining that we need to set goals, yes, uh, but we need to get away from setting accumulation types of goals like um, growing the business by X amount or accumulating more money. So we need to quit being focused on that and rather learn to set goals the biblical way. And um, we just went through uh, four types, four principles that you can use to set goals that uh, you don't have to wonder if they please God or not, or if they're in God's will or not, because they are. It 
it's his revealed will uh, will and um, like Jim just said uh, you have sanctification goals stewardship goals you have um, um, discipleship goals and you have serving goals so it's it's a lot of material and I I really pray that you will take this at heart and implement it in your life if you need some help with some of these how to apply this to your personal life to your business or ministry life just get in touch with me go to the website thrive1110.ca that's thrive1110.ca and um, send me a message say I want to really have help in applying this or I want to review this with you and and I'll be glad to help you as a matter of fact we um, I'm setting up a small group a small group uh, um, um, in uh, in the new year to see how we can walk that type of faithfulness and apply these goals in our lives and in our businesses. So if you want to be part of that, just send me a message. Go to thrive1110.ca and uh, send me a message um, through there so that uh, we can get connected and I can tell you how um, you can implement this in your personal life uh, or in your business. So, Jim, this is this is really really um, useful, um, counterintuitive. Um, it's it goes against what the world is teaching us, and it's actually a real application of, of what Romans twelve two says, which is do not be um, uh, conformed um, to the pattern of this world, but um, be transformed by the renewing of of, uh, of your mind. And this is an area of uh, mind renewal that we need to embrace. So thank you again, Jim, for uh, really helping us uh, uh, with this subject of goal setting. So you might want to scratch your goals that you already have if it doesn't line up with the biblical principle. Um, Have the courage to scratch that off and start anew using these principles. You can do it. You can do it. And I'm encouraging you to do it. It's in your hands. We'll support you. So take courage and do it. I know you can do it. All right. So we're getting towards the end of the show today, folks. Um, And uh, next week, we'll continue uh, giving you practical tips on business and money, tips that are rooted in biblical wisdom so that you can thrive. And as you thrive, you can um, advance God's kingdom in your family, in your community, in your city. That's our ultimate calling. Uh, this is Tribe 1110. I'm Bold Kerry, your host, and see you next week. When honest people prosper, the whole city celebrates. Thrive 1110. To learn more or to connect with Bold, go to thrive1110.ca.